On today's episode, we salute moments in comic history. Hail Mary, full of Cena Grace, is calling out Marvel? Our pussies are on fire with Catwoman casting. All this newsflash TV <laughs> comics and more on Homo Superior. Well, Brent is gay, and Caitlin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's, it's Homo, Homo Superior. Superior. Issue 96. Yeah, ass yeah. to ass 69. <laughs> yeah. Club 96. Ooh, sounds very about. sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> That so, sounds like something I would do. Just go to bed. Uh, you so, never sleep upside down on the opposite ends of your butts touching with your boyfriends. You're ridiculous. Oh, I, that's what Clark I'm saying. That's what I do. sleeps upside down. <laughs> I go back. <laughs> oh, like, I go back. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's July 4th, y'all. Happy, Happy America 4th. Day. Happy America, everyone. I don't, um, none of you sound patriotic <laughs> enough. Uh, so, that's racist. Why are you going to go down to the mall and celebrate with those tanks um, with Trump? Uh, I am the tank. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to add in the sound effect of like an eagle screaming behind me. No, Adam's a tank bottom. Uh, well, okay, so what are your favorite moments of patriotism in comics? In oh, in comics, in, okay. or or in any superhero superhero thing? Okay, I, I can uh, start. Yeah, if you want me to? Uh, mine is surprise, surprise in DC Comics. There is a character called Uncle Sam, and he's got a group <laughs> called the Freedom Fighters. It was also in the DC's Legends of Tomorrow's TV show. They are on an alternate Earth called Earth X, Earth Ten, and it's where the Nazis won. And they have to keep fighting, uh, and so it's a band of superheroes <laughs> basically fighting Nazis, the ultimate bad guys ever. So nice. I think I thought you great. were saying the superheroes were the Nazis, <laughs> and <laughs> I was worried America, for you. <laughs> that is not patriotic. Well, at least in the crowd, the era. Have hey, you hey, been so to America for lately? The Third Reich, it is, <laughs> <laughs> and the Fourth Reich right now. Yeah, they were the bad guys in the crossover because they had like. Nazi versions of Arrow and Supergirl. Yeah, but the Freedom Fighters were the good guys. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, the gay well, ones. Do you think there's ever a reality? I'm sure there's like some multiverse reality where the Nazis are actually the good guys. Like they they are the only helping people. That's like all their charities. That are has never Nazis. happened ever. <laughs> <laughs> that that happens on the dark all of web. These weird the yeah. Yeah. races are evil, except for uh, white blonde like people with blue eyes. <laughs> David Mitchell. They don't have the racist part of them, is what I'm saying. In that version. In that version. The, uh, yeah, British comedian david mitchell had a, a sketch where he and uh one of his writing partners were like they were nazis and he was starting to have self-doubt like do you think we might be the bad guys like, no 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 we're fine but we have skulls on our hats in v for vendetta in the comic there is a fictionalized tv show set in like in the 25th century like a buck rogers or a flash gordon where uh there are like very few white people left and there's like a like a white character that has to like fight black people basically oh, and they're all evil Jesus. and it's horrible it's absolutely uh, horrible if hitler got into art school and didn't drop out do you think he would still um doing all the terrible uh, stuff or would the artistic artistry make him good it would it would the art artistry caught up with him you think and he still would have i don't know that's that my question that's my question <laughs> someone was i was talking to someone last weekend it's the arts about it's how the they art. studied art history and became a Nazi. The second, yeah, <laughs> they're like no one appreciated Hitler <laughs> for his art. It, um, but they, uh, they basically said like, yeah, his art was really, really bad, and he should have never been accepted to art school. And I'm like, but alternate universe would have been much better, right? Not with that level of art. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Although, although wow. like most like artists and like creative types, I feel like would murder more people. So I don't know if that would actually take it away from him. Like Clark, I think you're going to kill someone at all times. 
And you're <laughs> in the arts, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. True. That's and you true. fell into the arts, you know what I mean? Always inches from murder. Yeah. Um, so my favorite patriotic uh, piece of pop culture is Sam the Eagle from the Muppets. Anytime he does anything, <laughs> I'm I sitting feel right here. <laughs> No, I don't want you to be Sam the Eagle because I like my, him. Have you seen my eyebrows? <laughs> Clark, I like you. So, and then comics-wise, <laughs> oh, this is going to be the exact opposite of what I should say. My favorite was from Captain Britain in the MI3. Captain Britain gets killed in the first issue, and like issue five, he comes back, but it's like every single flag in all of the UK comes together and creates wow. him again. Mm. And it's really fucking powerful. Sorry, America. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, the actual physical flag. Every single flag literally zooms together and forms him again. That it's like, like Flag It. That sounds like well the done. character I made up called yeah. Flag It. Yeah. Did you yeah. read that issue? Much the same. I don't I don't ever know what that I was read. It's a good series. Whatever. Paul <laughs> Cornell? Um, Paul Cornell. Well, yeah. also British, I would have picked uh, when they uh, blew up Parliament in V for Vendetta mm. um, because uh, fuck tyrannical states and I'm all about for violence for getting them gone. <laughs> Um, my wow. favorite. Now you made no I, discussion. You, you stole a negative one, and we I, all agree. I'm, I'm assuming I, I, mine was going to be when Captain America got killed, the Nazi Captain America. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what? Which Wait, one are you talking about? America or the one after Civil War? I guess. No, didn't he die? Just any time he gets killed. Yeah. 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 Any time. No, okay. and in, and at, at the end of Endgame, when he's dead because he's old. Yeah. Time going back in time, he's lived his 1950s life for 70 time years. Got him, and then time killed him. <laughs> my my favorite uh, in comics, sort of patriotic moment, which I don't even know if it's patriotic, but it's like the most America thing ever, is when they had the 50 state initiative, where oh, they had yeah. a super team for every Minnesota's team. Was surprisingly team. good. I love that uh, Hellcat got Alaska. Uh, she's and the, she only was the only one in one Alaska. That was a good series. I love that series. It was um, good. I, but it, it brought up some really cool stories and it featured some really unknowns and some they created a lot of new characters out of it and I thought it was really cool. I'm surprised none, none of us said America Chavez as like yeah, she, she's cool. She's well yeah she's a lesbian. She's Latinx. Um, she's, Never read any of her comics. Well why didn't you say it? I didn't read because I thought other people were she really say- American? She's not she's not really American. She's from an alternate universe. You picked Captain Britain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do have a real one. It's just I'm just, oh, I'm just saying she's Oh, yeah. Is she patriotic? Yeah, but Uncle Sam and Freedom Fighters are from another world. I don't so. care. I don't care. I have a real well, one your, that's your point actually... makes no sense then. All right. I, it's, well, it's not my point. shit I'm about American Ferrera. Let's move on. America Ferrera. <laughs> she is my favorite. The actress, yes. yes. <laughs> ugly I Betty. love the no, Ugly my, Betty. My, my, I was I, those say, traveling pants really did it for me. I was going to say, there's a really good one, which is Superman back in the 1930s telling fucking kids not to pick on people because they're different and i think that is like that never actual- happened yeah it did <laughs> it totally happened i'm kidding i'm just kidding. yeah i mean like that's actually the patriotism that i want to see so that's we, i came up with the captain america murder one but in reality that's or actually captain the america punching hitler in the first gi joe did it better Honestly, then I like when Captain America threw a shield in one comic. This is only like one little clip, and says, "I command you." And then he screams, and he says, "Wank!" as he throws the shield. (laughs) Wank. Yeah, it looks so. I command you to wank. Is literally what it looks like. That is the best. Very satisfying ever. All right. Well, it sounds like it's time for. It sounds like a baby newsflash. I think. I think I think someone's flatlining. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I think it's Morse code, and you're in trouble. <laughs> Is your boat sinking? <laughs> it's news flash. Who's doing The Walking Dead? 
That's oh, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Walking Dead abruptly ended. Uh, it was supposed to have 200 issues, but it ended with issue 193. Uh, was a bit of a surprise. I haven't been reading it because I've been collecting all the compendiums. But I think it was definitely an abrupt kind of ending. It sounded like it was actually a good ending from some of the general feedback I've been hearing. That it's like a great way to just, you know, put the kibosh on the overall series. The fourth compendium, which is how I've been reading it, is actually coming out in October of this year. And that was going to capture up to issues 192. So I am assuming that it will also include 193. It's its own compendium. I know, right? I would like love a lot that, of that back they, like, matter material. They made a separate compendium just with like yeah. illustrations, variant covers. I would burn that fucking what, book. What was I, the reason? I like that they made two solicitations that didn't actually exist. Yes. 94 and 95. It's almost it feels For like the July opposite. And of, August. It's almost the opposite Sorry. of Beyonce releasing like a surprise album. It's like they did a surprise last issue. But wait, why did they stop? He couldn't think of it. the artistry that he was trying to build up. He just couldn't think of new things to add. Uh, he was going to go to issue 300, and he's like, I don't know where to take this story anymore. Yeah. It's been going on for 16 it's, years. So it's he was like, I think so this long. is as far as I got. It's kind of crazy, go. though, that it went on for this long. Well, And like it, it, his medium like got away from him, right. much like a lot of... Well, he has so much shit going on now, and like... As yeah. someone who read to 150 already, like it was good throughout. Like it had actually, they had just gotten to the Whisperers and the Compendium Three that I read, and that storyline was building up really nicely. Like there was a big dramatic Red Wedding esque event that happens at the end, and you're just like, well, shit. So you're like completely bought into it. I know that the show kind of went off rails, but I'm very excited to close it out. But I do think it's the type of thing that could go on forever, and you're just going to be repeating plot lines, character types, That's over and over I, yeah. and over that- again. Well, it's funny you mentioned the show because AMC is like reassuring like all their audience. It's like, don't worry, the show's not ending. And everyone's like, end the fucking end show. The show. It's been on for nine years. But it still has such great ratings. It's crazy. And, it and is, they're, and they're adding the movies into it. They're actually AMC, feeding into different things. Yeah. And then there's going to be a third <laughs> spinoff after Fear the Dark, uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. I think we talked about it. With in the female spot. lead. I mean, yeah. why not another spinoff? Well, right, guys? Yeah. One. It's called Writing the Walking Dead. <laughs> and it's just going to be a person sitting down actually writing every issue. That gives me the Walking Dread. Yeah. I've heard Fear the Walking Dead is actually great, which is surprising because the first season was a bit rough, but it's interesting to know that. I think it was because it was completely unbound from the storyline they had to tell within the comics. Yeah. So Bitch, think, have you seen those Now they have two previews? characters in there, and then also it's getting really connected to the movies that are going to happen, out, like yeah. incredibly connected. The, the promos for it are outrageous, though. It's like everyone jumping in the air, like stabbing zombies in the head. Jenna like, Elfman is flying through the air stabbing zombies. Jenna Elfman? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Dharma. All right. Um, Well, I will give mad props to the comic Walking Dead because without it, Image wouldn't be what it is now because it became like this. It transformed the company from like kind of a, you know, quasi Marvel with a bunch of like the Layfield, Jim Lee types, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mark uh, Mark Silvestri types and turning into like uh, an independent comic book uh, company. That is amazing and is publishing a lot of great titles now. And I would have never learned that someone could be called Negan, even though I called him mm. Negan, which sounds much mm. cooler in my head. When, her, someone told when me. I read Harry Potter books, I called her Haramone. Oh. Because <laughs> I'm an too. idiot. <laughs> I did too. Really? That's not even spelled right. I called her <laughs> to be fair, Hermione her- might have been acceptable. Her- I said Hermione. I said okay, there you go. Hermione. Hermoin? Hermoin. I said oh, Hermoin's She's are tingling. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Ew. She's a kid. All right. She's like 30. 
eight now or something. No, not Emma like, Watson. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the character, you creep. Oh. <laughs> All right. Doobie, so, doobie, 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 do. Mr. Sandman. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. I, I No, I was like, what is he I doing? I wanted to finish to go, speaking of Mr. Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know it's better. <laughs> I did wonder, oh my God, is he having a stroke for a second? <laughs> I don't know either. Well, uh, the big news is uh, Netflix is going to be doing a Sandman as a Neil Gaiman Sandman series uh, coming up soon. Neil Gaiman is going to be co-producing along with David Goyer, who is a screenwriter for a bunch of Batman films, including Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. And I think he had a co-writing thing on Batman v Superman. He's in a bunch of shit these but, days. Yeah. But the showrunner is uh, Alan Heinberg, who is done yes. a bunch of stuff in comics, including Young Avengers and Wonder Woman. Ooh. He gay as fuck. Uh, and he's written for a lot of TV shows, including Sex and the City, The O.C., and most recently, Looking. So it gives me a little bit more hope that I, it could be better than Good Omens. I liked this show he had for like a season and a half called Eli Stone. Oh. It's one of the last things on CBS I actually enjoyed. Oh, yeah. CBS I forgot is all about garbage. that. CBS is garbage. Truly. Um, I enjoyed the OC for a while. <laughs> the first season, the OC is phenomenal. It's really good. The first actually, season yeah. and then the fourth season is really good because they killed uh, Marissa off, and so it actually became a good show again. And now she's back this? on the hills, new beginning. Oh yeah, which uh, listen for back a recap on? later in the week yeah. of the hills. <laughs> oh, um, so uh, Neil Gaiman has been on fire on Twitter, basically saying like he's really excited about this. They're going to try to keep it as close to the graphic novels as possible, which is, gives me a little bit of optimism and a little bit of uh, trepidation because the first volume especially, I don't know if anybody else has read it besides me, is very linked in with a lot of DC characters. And I'm wondering if they're going to separate that out. Um, like John Constantine is in it. Oh. Like Batman and Superman and Martian Manhunter are in it. They have Cain and Abel. I'm going to um, say they're going to siphon that out. They might. <laughs> the other one I wonder about, the other two actually, one is Lucifer as a main character, as in the show Lucifer, oh. which is based on the DC comic, right, right. which is a spinoff of Sandman. So it's had a few different iterations, but um, it is one of the big, it's the, he's integral to like probably my favorite like storyline. Would you prefer it to be like very tight and just like a relatively simpler storyline that's good, or would you like them to make it like a really rich, complex thing that could go on forever, like Game of Thrones? Um, I would like it. I think there's enough material if they do it right to do go like six, seven seasons. The first season on the uh, Neil Gaiman said is going to be about eleven episodes. That's about Game of Thrones length because what ten episodes yeah. were yeah. the normal yeah. normal seasons. Uh, so I I would like to see it It'd be rich. I just wonder how they're going to do certain things. Lucifer, as I mentioned, then. There's a there's there's Loki is is a character in in the series and he's pretty integral to the plot as well and there's going to be a Loki show on Disney Plus and the comic version of Loki in Sandman is actually not that far off from the Tom Hiddleston version uh, in in the movies like the kind of the trickster god who are you guys going to cast as Sandman um Joseph Gordon Levitt was associated with it for a while, but uh, I don't think he will be in it. But I think you need a fifty-fifty shot again. Give me a good unknown. I feel like you need somebody who's got great cheekbones. Is all I gotta say. Find someone uh, British. Get a British person. There's only six of them, and they're all in the Harry Potter. Benedict Cumberbatch. Tom Holland busy. So, um, so I was very wrong about Eli Stone. That was Mark Guggenheim that no! did that. Just the same, I still agree. The, the fact that uh, yeah, you love the no. Eli Stone is good. Yeah. 
You like a Mark Guggenheim show. It was a good show. Oh, wow. Greg Berlanti Clark. was involved as well. I don't know oh. who you are anymore. Oh, I, I do like a Greg Berlanti. Yeah. Oh, that's a good sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> he and it's Robbie like Roberts Rye with some sweat. A little uh, olive tapenade. <laughs> uh, in other news... Uh, uh, some casting came out for the new Batman movie that's uh, done by Matt Reeves. So her name is Vanessa Kirby. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Which I can only assume is Vanessa Carlton and Jack Kirby's daughter. Uh, Nailed it. I hate her. Yeah. Um, I don't want her cast there. Um, I saw her in the Fast and the Furious movie. It was quite hey, a fr- and the it was trailer quite a fr- for the one we just saw last night. Oh, it was it's a quite forgettable. Yeah. Wait, so she's guaranteed? No, it they're they're talking to her right now. It's oh, not to play cat. But it's always yeah. problematic. Kind of miss that one detail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's yeah. gonna be in the Batman movie. She's the cave. as a woman <laughs> as the street. <laughs> It's Gotham always problematic, streets. though, when they don't throw out a bunch of other names that it seems like it's, it's maybe a, a little bit more defined already. They're baiting it to see if there's any negative reaction. If there isn't, like, actual negative, they're like, whatever, she's fine. So I've never seen the Fast and the Furious movies. I've seen her. She was in the last um, uh, Mission Impossible oh, movie, yes, exactly. which was, and she was okay in that. But I really do like her in The Crown, the first mm-hmm. two seasons. She plays... Uh, um, the Queen's sister, Princess she, um, what's Leia. Her she was <laughs> the only good <laughs> thing about that Mission Impossible movie, actually. Yeah. I actually think I she would make a great Emma Frost because she's normally blonde, mm. like she has been in the Fast and Furious movies and Mission Impossible, so but she's a brunette. Who would be your Catwoman for this movie? Aubrey Plaza. Yes. Honestly, opposite Robert Pattinson, I could actually see I that. think she'd be a lot of fun. Kristen she's Stewart. really bitchy. Oh, no. Ew. Oh, turn Go that off. Go watch that Charlie's Angels that trailer. Ugh, awful. Um, I'd like to watch that. <laughs> I'd be curious the train wreck it would be. I yeah. do I do think that Kristen Stewart's slightly coming into her own by paying constantly. As the more she plays a disaffected woman, the more she succeeds at acting. Because <laughs> that's basically who she is in real life. Mm. Um, I don't know. There was that I, weird... Where did you find that photo? There was, You posted a photo in our oh, Slack channel about Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Yeah, uh, as Eartha Kitt. It was just like Photoshop. So it, it was actually an episode of Drunk History. And so Nicole Byer was actually doing a drunk history, and it was on Eartha Kitt. Oh. So she was actually playing Eartha Kitt, and mm. Tessa Thompson was playing Eartha Kitt in this episode. Um, and it's pretty phenomenal, actually. It's really good. She looks great. Actually, Janelle Monet would be a great Catwoman, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she's I a just, great actress. I want, like, I just feel like at this point, it can't be like. I want Laura Dern. <laughs> yes. Laura Dern for everything. Aww, well, I like, I mean, <laughs> and I guess it's like less the actress and more the interpretation, right? Because, like, you've already had Michelle Pfeiffer's, like, Catwoman. Crazy Catwoman yeah. Woman. You've had fucking uh, vanilla ice cream and Hathaway Catwoman. And Hathaway. That's a pretty good one. Ooh. So I do think having a bit, I do think bringing it back. To like an Eartha Kit type, like a bit really over the top, very kind of that's, like almost, that's almost, Michelle Pfeiffer and Julie Newmar a little that's bit. That's fair. Like, and yeah. you want her to play it the same way to be like, ask me about my litter box. <laughs> Well, because I, I did like that about that was did re- you talk about that. Ask me about my Const- toilet is banging. Did you ever you watch said? the old ones? Constantly talking about her litter box. <laughs> is that a vagina reference or I a toilet reference? I don't pretty, know. I don't know. It's close. I don't know the references from then. Well, they, they always mention catnip. You like you'll be my catnip Batman. Oh, she did. No, that is true. Actually, yeah. <laughs> that one's actually valid though. Not creepy. <laughs> Meet me at my litter box. Yeah, you Stop can be saying the box. Feathers on a string I play with. <laughs> the cat got the canary. Yeah. 
If you were uh, a red dot, I would follow you. Um, <laughs> Don't. She's so good. I kind of like in the movie and TV is like a vamped up Catwoman, mm-hmm. but in comics, I like one that's a little bit like more like street level. Yeah. Like, I was excited for Anne Hathaway for a hot second because I thought she could be like the Ed Brubaker type Catwoman. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of, eh. It's just Anne blah. Hathaway. Yeah. What do you expect? She, her fight scenes were tough to watch. When she was like fighting people, I was like, this is Were bad you giggling a bit? A bit it. Yeah, I yeah. was giggling. A bit it. <laughs> you know what a, a bit, bit it. it? A bit, a bit it. it means a little bit. A yeah. bit it. Um, yeah, no, I, I do like, uh, not that I don't know if I like the full characterization of it, but I do like the costume and the application of like the Catwoman and during the Hush miniseries. Yeah, that's thought, the, that's yeah, the Ed Breaker. I figured, I, thought, yeah. I figured that's what you were talking about. So like. That's where I would definitely like to see it, especially like in a in a world. I was like in a, in world. a world, yeah. Just like having like that's just a really good interpretation on screen. A new one, you know, who would be great? Uh, just because I've been watching Fleabag so much is the oh, what's her yeah. face uh, who who plays Fleabag. The main, yeah. She, she would, would be, be that would be hilarious would, fighting. She would yes. be amazing, but she would be like, I don't want to do that. No. Yeah, <laughs> she would hate it. She would be Catwoman if Catwoman really leaned into the cat part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, no, I don't. I'm not fighting today. <laughs> I'm gonna nap in the sun for a second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but she like she's got the look. She's got she's that porcelain got the look. skin. <laughs> Gosh, we're really just saying a lot of lines that can easily be brought out. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on. In other news, uh, they they think they've identified when the Black Widow movie uh, actually takes place. They're thinking <laughs> through some weird facts that they're pulling <laughs> yeah, on. This is a weird, um, there was a weird. lot of articles about this yeah. of why they think it's this time. There frame, were three PhD papers published <laughs> on this. Side. I wrote my thesis on this, and that they're was all years on Medium.com. No, so, they're on JSTOR. <laughs> uh, so is some behind the scenes like footage of what the set looks like, and uh, they're doing like sort of maybe like a fight, uh, like a chase scene, and it's a 2017 BMW 5 Series. Oh my god, it's shocking. Same Saying that maybe because it that is the car that's picked, or I don't know, is that a vehicle? I don't know. Um, uh, that they think it's. Do you be- not know what a vehicle is? No. What is it? Are they like school buses? No, I know. Uh, but it's in between. Uh, uh, what is it? Civil, Civil War, War and, and Infinity, Infinity War. So, Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity 20, War. Yeah, yeah. So twenty seventeen, which makes sense because if it was modern era, it's all set five years blip, from now. Yeah. So it's, it's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty three, and she's also dead. Of and course, she's yeah. dead. Spoilers. And if it was the nineties, it'd be a Jeep Cherokee. Yep. Go on. Well, they're they're in a t- they're in a <laughs> tough position. A no, it's a Mitsubishi. It'd be a white. It'd be a white Bronco if it's the nineties. <laughs> they're in a tough position with the nineties now. Now that they used every nineties reference from Captain <laughs> Marvel, yeah. they We're have out. nothing left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can do like I want to see an aughts movie. Like so there's always like all this shit. It's right? two thousand and seven. It's nothing but pop music from yeah. uh Britney Spears on the Backstreet Boys. So uh Pride ended uh just a few days ago and Tina Grace. And corporations stopped caring about no. us. Now is the month of wrath. Yeah. Um but uh, Cena Grace, who, of course, wrote Iceman, uh, wrote a pretty long post on his Tumblr account about his experience, a lot of, some of it positive, but mostly negative, uh, dealing with Marvel. Uh, he got a lot of, obviously, like, uh, hate tweets uh, towards him for, um, quote unquote, making Iceman gay, even though he really didn't. But he was writing Iceman, Bobby Drake as a, as a gay character. He said that uh, Marvel's marketing really didn't know how to market the book, and they didn't know how to deal with any of the PR. Uh, mm-hmm. That dealing with some of the quote unquote negative. I press totally that came get up. that part. So um, my question for all of you is: 
What should company com, excuse me, comic companies do to encourage and promote LGBTQIA voices in comics? How do you promote a book that's not good? Yeah. Uh, Marvel that does that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> How do you print a book that's not good that well, doesn't I don't matter want in the grand scheme of things? I don't want to talk about whether the quality is good or not. We've had plenty of conversations about that. I want to talk about just like what a company should do to promote diverse voices. How, this is actually a question I haven't thought about. How do companies promote comics? Do they just announce so it look and then at, like buy ads? Okay, think or? about House of X and Powers of X or Powers of Ten. Yeah, uh, how much Hops. Marvel is doing right now to like market that book? It is like every day new images. Like there's 17 yeah. variant uh, 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 covers that are coming out. There's like new like interviews with Jonathan Hickman and with Jordan White, who's the editor of the X books. It is that is a a lot of heavy okay. promotion. I don't Variance. know how you do it because the, the writer isn't big enough. He did have articles on all the major websites for comics and everything. I don't know what else you could do for Something it. could be said. On I gay, mean, like on gay websites, they also did as well. High. I mean, they could get high level create like creators to actually create like covers. I think that's one way that they actually can promote. Sure. And I mean. I, I know there was backlash to it, but they I, they sort of whitewashed him being gay in sort of like a generic sort of way. So if they leaned into it even more, like have a super gay cover, I think that would have really helped them out. Because us collectively, I think I would have been more inclined to buy that issue if it had like there was a nothing really about gay... those covers. That you know what? Show me a VPL. Show yeah. me a visible oh, penis the covers, line on a cover. The covers, um, uh, I like some DPL. of them. <laughs> Promote it on Grinder. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Do things. Well, I already do that for Homo Superior, so you're welcome. <laughs> Check them um, out. But the cover artist, at least for the first run, was Kevin Wada, who is a gay artist. Uh, we actually we met him at FlameCon a couple of years ago. He is pretty talented, but like some of the covers were great, some of them weren't. Yes, they did some promotion. I think Cena from his his Tumblr post was saying that the bigger problem was Marvel wasn't going to bat for him when he was right. getting attacked on like things like social yeah, media. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. And so like maybe that maybe that should have been my question rather than just like straight up promotion. How do companies make sure that voices like that aren't being like under siege from shitty fanboys? A lot of like women creators also experience the yeah, same Chelsea thing. Chelsea Kane, obviously, is for sure. Yeah, well, <laughs> love to hate her. <laughs> for sure, that but went then, downhill though. But also, like the, a lot of the female editors in Marvel, when they pushed that picture, the whole mm-hmm. Comicsgate stuff, like really kind of like erupted from that. I mean, how I don't know how you do it. Um, how how did they do it with Rick and Morty? Uh, Rick and Morty when basically Rick was, went down. It was basically just Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland saying, "Please stop." being like what you're being well then that's and literally adult, all you can do yeah. and adult swim was like they basically didn't really have any response but that's a little bit different because it's the show creators telling their like shitty fanboys who aren't attacking them they're just sort of being shitty to stop telling them to stop being shitty cena was getting attacked they were attacking they were attacking the female writer who wrote the pickle rick episode oh yeah oh okay that's so so it's like the showrunners so in marvel terms like you would need like a major voice or an editor editor in chief to come out and say something like that that stuff can always easily backfire because then it can be oh well the showrunner just told us to stop it's time to double down harder i don't i don't see what uh, yeah, I don't there's know. There's nobody. There's nobody who could do it. I do think it is fucked up. I think it probably would have done better if they didn't have those conversations about like you can't make it too gay, or you've got to mm-hmm. shape the story in a particular way so that you're not actually leaning into 
the homosexual elements, which is the only thing that makes right. thematically I did the like story how interesting. He, he had to fight for Dark Vale really hard. Right. Yeah. Oh. So that's what the thing Shade. is like to yeah. me. Yeah. I think how they can support people is by giving them more and more creative control. Because like if this was going to be a dud, it was going to be a dud. Right. So like it was never going to get better or worse. It was like never going to sell better by being more mainstream. It was only going to sell better by being wackier that and crazier. Is totally right. I completely yes. agree with that, and it would have sold better, like in bookstores, like because he even said that like the collections actually ended up selling fairly really well, well yeah. compared to the Which single is why issues. Why he got that extra five issues? Right. right. So like that's the whole idea. Is like I think there's a. It's like the same as every other industry. Is like once it becomes like money, executives are only focused on how do they hit as many people as they can, and how can they sell advertising. I think a lot it. of oops, sorry, what they did with the diverse voices with Marvel and everything is put the characters into other things. Like they started shoving in them Scholastic for um, right, some, yeah, for like they were, Devil, yeah, Dinosaur, Moon Girl, yeah, and um, oh shit, Miss Marvel, yes, and the, what's the third? I'm trying to remember. Squirrel monsters, Girl? monsters unleashed. They oh, brought yeah. that into <laughs> Monsters, Monsters. Also, oh, no. also, they started bringing Miss um, <laughs> Marvel into video games and stuff. Right. And tell the, like, the one offshoot television shows and everything. I don't know how they do it. They couldn't do it with Iceman because of the issues with X Men, though. That's for, for sure true. I, I think I, that's, I that's a huge block for this entire thing. I don't. I, I'm hoping that. I, don't, I think it's pretty much. This whole thing would have been impossible to properly set up. I, I, I think you bring up two really good points. Miss Marvel, I think, is the right way that they did it. They just started, like, you know, this is a young, Everywhere. like, Muslim-American girl, uh, superhero, that they're going to just, like, put, integrate her into everything. Mm-hmm. And because they didn't have the rights to the X-Men until the last f- several months, that they weren't able to do that. Oh, so, yeah, fair uh, enough. I, I think that's a very strong point. But I'm just hoping, like, this is a good learning experience for Marvel, um, and we still see more like diverse voices, especially for LGBTQ think, um, characters like, and creators. Sorry. Go ahead. Like, like Tahisi Coates and everything. You can bring that into CNN because Captain Marvel is huge. Not Captain America, excuse me. Yeah. And make that a big deal. How right. are you going to make Iceman a big deal when they're not going to have like, look, it's the gayest, you know, blah 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 <laughs> yeah, blah when, ever. When, CNN. When, when kind he of came thing. out, everyone was like him. Yeah. And yeah. Just make I, just, I don't. Yeah, okay. Iceman, the guy who brings Iceman me isn't obviously no one really day. cares yeah. about him much in and, mainstream because right. he was in what two movies for you know and a and he was already seemingly gay because he was character. played by yeah. Sean Ashmore who yeah Sean Ashmore so important to the, the the all CNN and Fox News and everything or something <laughs> yeah wait is he actually gay I think so or he played <laughs> no, a gay he's married. in a movie oh never mind then. his twin brother I think yeah he looked gay uh, though. <laughs> He does have gay eyes. Um, <laughs> I, I think anytime... Thank you, Ryan. Let's move Fine. on to Sorry, I wanted to have any... sex with him when I was a child. Yeah. That's Same. why. When you were seven. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he, he live in the pool house of um, that monster? Ryan Singer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they lived in his pool house for well, years. Well, this conversation oh, no. is coming. Like we no, always no, bring wait. it back to Ryan, Ryan Singer. Singer. Sorry, Ryan, you were going to say? I was just going to say, notoriously, like, X-Men um, solo books do terribly. Always to fail. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if uh, Pivot, them. Uh, I mean, I guess they tried to do it, like, of him, him like him getting a team, Iceman getting a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I then Cena couldn't really hold together the team. So, it, it was problematic in oh, general. You know, the funny thing is, my favorite issues of the of the first run was when it was like the hangout comedy of of the X-Men when it was just like Bobby hanging yeah. around the mansion talking to Kitty right. talking to some of the other uh talking and to Anal and Bishop were good together. Him yeah. and Bishop to go together. Yeah. I also think the fact that Gold was such shit they couldn't bring in a good Iceman team because yeah. the whole series was garbage. Also that entire Mark run Guggenheim. of all the X-Men weren't good. Googs. So Googs. Um, we wish you the best Cena and we're sorry that it happened to you. Yes. Yep. All right, let's talk about uh, the newest episode of Legion, uh, season three, episode two. Yeah, I think uh, it went down in quality. 
uh, Ryan, did you watch it? I did watch it. Can you give a recap? Um, no, because it's <laughs> always a clusterfuck of a show, but I liked it. I liked this episode. I think it was good. They were basically trying to get Lenny the entire time. Yeah, that was, that was uh, she was as fun. The Mad Hatter. That was, yeah, as the Mad yeah, Hatter, she was, was great. Um, this, this season's just so much more coherent. Um, last season, so I, th- let me try and recap. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So in the episode, uh, uh, division three is trying to capture Lenny. Or to deal with the time-traveling girl. Mm-hmm. They're moving on the approach of capturing Lenny by releasing the guy they had captured in the last episode. Meanwhile, David is trying to capture Carrie, the old gay Carrie, mm-hmm. uh, in order to get him to help create some Wait, sort he's of, gay? If, if that character is not gay, I don't know who is. He's just like fun. Old queen. <laughs> I know. He is the definition of old queen. Especially like in this th- this season. He's gotten very so queeny. He, David's trying to get him in order to build technology that will allow David to time travel with his time Swift traveling. Switch. Switch. Save Switch. the world. I love that. I love that character so I much. I actually love her, yeah. yeah. For um, many reasons. She's a great addition, but... yeah. So uh, my favorite moment, actually, even though I don't love the character of Sid, um, is when Sid just called out David for what he did. That was excellent. Uh, like she, I, re- I hate it because she raped her mother's boyfriend. Mm. Straight up, she went into her, her her mind and had sex with a man who didn't know she was he was sleeping with her. Like I, I, I am so. She did She did that exact she's thing. Underage. Yeah, but and she teleported, and so a man and the and the man went to had like a sex. What is what's the word? He went on the sex, sex like the sex, sex list, yeah, yeah. yeah. Industry, yeah. Because a woman, a, a yeah. girl, went into a different person and raped him. But she was also a child. Doesn't matter. She still raped this man. I understand. Like that. I literally have. No, I just. I don't. I don't care if they underplayed that to the point where this is so important. Even though that is another issue. That's fair enough. Like I literally don't care about. I did forget I like about that. That's a very complicated bag uh, to deal with. Yeah. Like, so why she's so, underage? But th- so th- we don't think she can have like appropriate levels of moral judgment to well then, but her. you're still building on this other situation and like not co- like having any correlation between it like i don't think they care enough the oh, series cares well, enough to actually pick that up no, in but general i do think that that and i know i'm gonna get back to like what you liked about the scene but i do think that that may end up coming back because i'm a little bit i am a bit concerned with the trajectory of this season because like i think what i liked about Getting back to what you liked about that scene, what I what I thought was good was the idea that she was like, you can't just go back in time and change it. Right. So I think it shows. I think the distinction between the two characters is that he is very much oh, focused on even... how do I make this better versus how do I accept this and move on and do better things. Right. He wanted to try to like kind of like put it under the rug, and she's like, you can't do that. You can't undo this. Um, this is really horrific. The entire and, series put her on hers under the rug, though. Um. I, I mean, just I, a, I don't like the point. I don't like it because it's the producers and writers making this. It's not the character's fault, really. It is the producers and writers doing I it. Kinda so I don't really respect away. the whole that whole plot line. I I think even though that she, to your point, Clark, she is guilty of something that doesn't make what David did. Oh no, wrong. I agree with that. I'm um, I, no, no, not the characters. The yeah. producers and the writers are at fault. They're not handling me, it, which is why enough. I really <laughs> am ignoring it. I don't like it. I wish yeah. that thing never existed. I, I think I could see it from your perspective that if, I wish if they could handle it more deftly to 
try and connect. Like, if her positioning was like, you did a bad thing, you can't change the past. If she didn't do what she did in season two, or in the past right, yeah. season two, I'd be totally fine with this. Yeah. But she did that. What if his the writers response, made a huge? It, what if his response was, if "Yeah, they, but you did." Yeah, if they this. tie that back in, and well, she's like, "Yeah, I'd but be fine." Still, you are wanting to like completely reset all of reality. But did, did David know that that she did that? I don't. Wasn't remember. that one? That, yeah, because that was, that that was, was when he was running in her head. He oh, okay. I, I don't but, remember season but two so very well. I, I think that's how they're going to bring it back somehow. Because I don't know how this season will end without him either setting things right while die, Like, I don't want him to die. I don't want, like, the typical ending where he has to sacrifice himself for some fucking bullshit because that right. just means that you had no idea what you want to do with the character anyway. But I also don't know how they can move forward where he, like, he obviously needs to have a relatively heavy punishment, especially, Certainly. like, with how this, like, the current climate and the cultural climate and in general, like, obviously moral, moral and ethic code. Right. But I'm just like, I don't know how they're going to wind these together where, like, something is... I just- it's like a good I, I just love his arc of like I did terrible things, but I'm a great person, yeah. Yeah. so I'm going to become a cult leader. I just feel like um, I, I thought... he basically became the Rajneeshi, which yeah. I love. Yes. Like he did for ter- reals, yeah, for reals. It's I, lo- I, I love I the feel arc. Like based on the comic runs and everything, he won't exist at the end. Yeah, he can't. No, he, I, I mean he's not going. His comeuppance is going to be his non-existence. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. I will say what I'm liking more about the season, and I realized what I didn't like about last season was it was too fixated in one location, Division Three's mm, headquarters, yeah. and we never left it. Yeah. It was so we were so stationary. Here we've already seen. You that's know, a good point. Um, that is very good. Yeah, there's original, especially kind of since I thing. don't yeah. like Division Three. Right, I don't I'm like the characters. Glad I literally they, like. Like they have less of a part this season it's already, and I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. like switch. Give, give me so much stuff. Yeah, switch is the best. Switch is the best. Give me Lenny for days. It does for feel sure. a lot like a movie ending, which I think is what I'm enjoying. It's I think to the point of like why it's all coherent is that they're not each episode doesn't feel like its own mini arc of some sort, right. and like they don't have fucking John Hamm explaining bullshit anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like oh right, which give me good a slug. Oh, egg. I a like slug goo- is goo- like, like, shut <laughs> up. Yeah, and sit on my face. John it was Hamm. cool. I know it was cool at the beginning, but ugh, fell apart. Why is this narrator not sitting on my face? <laughs> uh, and other important questions. Can we talk about how awful? Carries are. Um, they are so <laughs> bad at acting. And male carries better. I yeah. Oh, I, female carry literally. Why? Can why, I, why do can we have I her? Punch her? Why okay, so can I? There's the intricate scene where Carrie is trying to leave that little room that he was left in. Right. <laughs> and he does this kind of <laughs> weird. So I liked that a lot. Dancing, I like. And he's super quiet walking. So I bought into it a little bit because he recognized there were some sound issues with the room that you could like throw sound places, whatever. I was okay with that. And I would have been okay with it altogether if it weren't so goofy looking. It just looked bizarre. There was probably five other ways you could have. I enjoyed it. That's why I liked it. I I enjoyed it very much. So weird. So the actor who plays male Carrie has been around for a long time. You know, he's he's fairly old. Uh, But like, he's a physical. (laughs) I could tell. Yeah, he's a physical comedian who's been on like old episodes of Cosby Show. He was in the movie Mm. My Blue Heaven um, with Steve Martin and uh, Joan Cusack, and he. Everything he's done, he's always done something where like he's like wackily dancing and like his body yes. moves like a rubber yes. band or like yeah. a Gumby type uh, type type character, and he like is using that in the show, and it just makes me very happy. I but- never realized I was so hungry for queer media when um, 
Legion steps in to dance with him, and he's like, I'll leave. And I was like, oh, my God. No. Sex. Yeah, I know. Jack it off. I was like, why am I so excited I, about this? Same. Like, it, <laughs> it was great. It's so weird we're looking for any nugget any of moment of gayness to be gay. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, uh, the next episode should be bringing in Professor X, because the previews yes. had, uh, what's his name, Harry Lloyd as Professor X. Mm-hmm. So. Harry Lloyd. Harry Lloyd. So when we talk about some comic books, we had two that we read this week, Deceased number three, and then Uncanny X-Men number 21, which is unfortunately not the end of... <laughs> There's one more, right? I think it's one. It's yeah. got to be one it more. Needs it, to, to be it needs continued. to burn. It needs to burn. It's just, and just like, it's just gone off the rails. Well, it does actually remind me of a lot of like Game of Thrones last season, where it was just one of those things where I'm like, I just know there's probably a decent story in here. It's just that they everything is happening so fast oh, to fast. crash course to this ending. Yeah. That like when I read them, I'm just like, what the fuck is even happening? Like I have to go back to previous comics to be like, how did the plot move here now? Why is this important versus Did, that? Previously? Didn't uh, Banshee's death by being crushed to death? <laughs> didn't that feel like Varys just dying for no reason yes. in Game of Thrones? You're just like no, Varys had a better death than what happened oh to Banshee. My God, I don't so... think I know what happened in this. <laughs> it was so. It, it this was, was so discombobulated. The whole yeah. thing is it. This isn't gonna basically... exist. This makes no sense. It killed so many characters stupidly. Well, but isn't this... It's so, all going to be reversed. But based on the ending, isn't this the lead-in to like, the Hawks well, and Hawks shit? Because she's like, oh, nobody remembers anybody. Well, Wee! bitch, I've been saying this for yeah. weeks that literally no one is going to remember what mutants are Correct. anymore. Yeah. And then they're going to go to another fucking alternate world where they have sex with the plants or something. Mars. I don't know what Hawks and Pox <laughs> It's is. Mars. Your Mars. Going to Mars, Mars yeah. where they have sex with plants. Okay, yeah. my, but like that uh, was Nihilo, like for the beginning of uh, Hickman's Avengers? Oh, yeah. To Mars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's okay, why yeah. I think it's steamling like crazy because it has to get to whatever end game they need to set up whatever's going to happen. How are they going to bring all these people back, though? Because they, they have killed, to they killed so many characters that have outs, though. It's going to be a Phoenix like, Wars. Like, uh, whatchamacallit, Wolf Vane has her, like, hell related stuff already. That's yeah. true. I, Banshee's already um, dead. Banshee and already has, a, seed has, has a, the death seat inside of him. Uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, Chamber, Gui- um, his face is already blown off, so Gui- why can't he come back? Guido was the king of hell for a while. Correct. We just saw... When um, did Guido die, by the way? What happened to them in the season? Um, he got shot at the what beginning. What season of... <laughs> we, we saw <laughs> Sunspot as like, a ghost form. He'll be fine. It's just, Blindfold... It- you know. Who is that? Who is Gabriel, the person that they yeah, were cloning Warlocks from? He was one from. of the five lights when Hope became a thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like way it back was, when Generation Hope. Like, there's uh, the powers of ten, ten. years ago. It's, yeah. it, it's, oh, it's so fucking dumb. Sounds like and it was a Generation. And then they brought in Triad. Triag or whatever. Uh, tri- triage. Japanese triage. Mafia? Triage. <laughs> triage. No, 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 no. You didn't see that? The Japanese Mafia. Or is it it's not Japanese. Chinese. Chinese it's Chinese. Wait, is it? It's not Japanese. That's no, Yakuza. that's Yakuza. Yeah. Yakuza. So the other comic we read was Deceased Number 3, and the best way I can describe it is it's really delicious candy. I like it when I'm consuming it, and then I forget about it as soon as it's. I done. completely agree. I feel dirty after I read it. <laughs> really? Yeah, but you like sad. it dirty. Well, I, well, when uh, Harley Quinn goes, I guess the I gotta put down these birds of prey, or like some stupid yeah. ass line. We're like, going bird hunting now. You, you can tell that he's having a lot of fun with it. It's obviously not going to lead to anything. It's just sort of like interesting. I do think this was the weakest issue thus far but i thought it was like kind of a good in superman's brain visiting uh yeah yeah um i just don't know how they're gonna resolve it i i think it's just gonna be like everyone's dead everyone's dead a handful of survivors left um i do like the way that obviously taylor is very talented and like he writes the team dynamics yes and so when scott snyder leaves 
Justice League. When he finishes, I think Tom Taylor would be a really good oh, uh, successor. God, I hope so. Um, so I was telling Brent off podcast, I bought a bunch of the Justice League books, and they're still – the problem is is, is that all like it's, it's – there's just – yes, it's all narrative. There's too much stuff, and the prose, it's, it's a little too purple. Like, he doesn't trust the artist to be able to tell the story. He's using too many words when he doesn't need to. Lots of boxes, yeah. But uh, I read, like, 22 issues in one big chunk, and I really appreciate the scope of what he's trying oh, to do. Kalen, get a life. Um, I do this podcast. This is my <laughs> life, Adam. I'm going to start crying on podcast. Make you this are? your life, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> is this Adam, an intervention? If you could read the issues, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Did you read them? I, yeah. did, I, I didn't read Did you read them? Oh, I love DCs. Have you yeah. read the yeah. comics this um, week? It's, it's actually kind of cool. I uh, did see you bought all of them on our Comicsology. Yeah, there was a big sale on, on our like group account Comicsology. Don't say this. That's not a thing. <laughs> it no, doesn't think. Each, Everyone don't listen. We go to our local comic shop and we buy <laughs> I each. Go, I go to. We buy two issues of every comic we You bag and board one of them and read the other. And then set it in the fire. Um, so next week uh, we're going to talk about uh, episode three of Legion, giant sized ecstatics number one, Thor number fifteen, War of Realms Omega, which is the finale of uh, War of Realms or like the the after log, and then Venom number sixteen because uh, Donny Cates is back on Venom, Hooray. and it's going to lead into uh, absolute what? carnage. Absolute carnage, and, and we're also going to talk about um, the next episode of Swamp Thing. Um, are we? Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, you know what we are actually going to talk mean, about. You mean Red Stripe? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh no! This this week, my favorite moment was uh, the main bad guy made a turtle soup um, in front. Like they, he ripped open a turtle. He did a very poor job of preparing the turtle soup. Yeah. He literally ripped it open and then threw it into a pot. And then five seconds later, do you want to try some turtle soup? This goes back to your thing about you hating the trope of the villains making food. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're, but more seriously, we are going to talk about Young Justice, which is back, uh, this week. Yeah. The, the, uh, Outsiders, the second half of the uh, Outsiders. Every season. Tuesday it's going to come out. Yeah. So, so, so starting with three Tuesday, episodes, guys. then one episode, uh, for then the next few weeks. Four episodes, then. Then no episodes. episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, and what we are definitely going to talk about is the Rick and Morty Vindicators issue number one. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, last week, two weeks ago, I got the Mr. Meeseeks one, and it was fucking garbage. Yeah. Oh, they're all bad. They're Even bad. I can't read like that. Ryan, like there's only one thing to do now. Write those shows on Comic Gravity Comic. Falls is pretty good. That's fair. Um, but we will be doing a special podcast on Spider-Man Far From Home, as well as the second season of Dark. Dork. Dork. This has been Homo Superior. And with that, I'm gonna end up. <laughs> <laughs>